0: Sorry, I was waiting it out. I didn't want people to think I was doing a special. I'm pretty special. Uh, my wife will tell you that. It takes this pretty special person to put up with me, too. What a morning it's been this morning. Uh, man, who came here free because of what Jesus has done for us? Amen. It's a wonderful thing that we can be in the house of the Lord today. I know when I accepted Christ, my life changed forever. And I am forever grateful and thankful for what He did for me. That I don't have to live and be the person I used to be. Man, it's so freeing to know that I can walk in the house of the Lord and knowing that I am trying daily to draw closer to Him, to serve Him better. Um, It's good for my family. It's good for my community. It's just—it's amazing how when the Lord steps in, He will set you free. And why more people don't choose it—I just, I'm lost. I don't know why more people don't choose it. Maybe it's me. Uh, maybe I'm not portraying it right. But that's—that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, we are a walking billboard. A walking billboard. I want you to think about that for a second. As we accept Jesus Christ as Savior and are truly set free, are we living set free? Are we living restricted life or are we truly living like we've been set free? Think about that as we pray this morning. If you would, please bow your heads with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are so thankful, Lord, for each and every individual that is here this morning. God, I believe that they are here for your purpose. God, that you have designated them to be here this morning, Lord, that lives can be changed. Lord, I believe that you're going to make a difference this morning. God, I believe that this house is full of people seeking your knowledge and your wisdom, Lord. Your forgiveness, your love, and your mercy. God, it's no mistake that they're here this morning. It's no mistake that I am here this morning. Lord, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be your hands and feet, Lord, as we all are called to be. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this morning, Lord, as we receive your word. God, that you would write on our hearts today the things that we need to know, Lord, that we would allow the spirit to help us memorize your words, God, that we could draw closer to you, Lord, and push the world farther away. God, as we entered this house this morning, I hope there was a desire to be changed by You today. Lord, as we leave today, I hope that Your love and Your protection goes with us, Lord, that we call on You for these things. Lord, You want to hear from us. But Lord, we're here today as we lift up songs of praise, Lord, and we get into Your Word and we study it, Lord, truly seeking You, God, change us to be more like You. God, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Lord, I'm thankful for your son, Jesus Christ, that I can truly live set free. In his holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Opportunity is not something a lot of us think about. And opportunity can mean a lot of different things for a lot of people. But whether we know it and, and whether we wake up in the morning and we want to make a difference or not, we wake up in the morning going to make a difference. The differences aren't always clear-cut and dry of what's going to happen in our day. But you can bet the fact that you've woken up and you've walked outside means that you're going to make a difference. As child and children of the King, we are called to make a difference. So I want you to ask, your question this, ask yourself this question this morning. If a person were to make a salvation decision based on your advertisement, what decision would they make? If they had to make their salvation decision based on solely what they've seen out of you, what decision would they make? Because the children of the King were called to a higher standard. I don't believe that a lot of us are truly living set free like that song said living like a child of the king and heir to his kingdom. I'm going to start out in Matthew 28. I'm just going to be here for a second. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is a pretty familiar scripture for everybody. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So picture this in your mind. You've got a bunch of friends together. There's a campfire. Everybody's laughing, talking, visiting. Not a care in the world. We're focused on one another. We're sitting around a campfire. Maybe playing a song with a guitar. Singing songs, just having fun. It's a pretty pretty good vision, isn't it? We've done it as a church. We've done it as a youth group at Friday Night Lights the other night. But guess what that is an ad for? That is a beer commercial on TV. They make it seem inviting, friendly, a good atmosphere, loving and accepting because they have multiple races. They have guys. They have girls. Everything is fine. Everybody's accepted. Everybody's willing to come sit around this fire. Everybody's willing to have an opinion. Everybody is willing and accepted. And we're all just going to get together... And we're going to have a good time. That's what a beer company wants you to feel like. And wants you to be invited in. They want everybody is welcome. They're not saying this person because of race, creed, or color is not welcome here. Everybody come as you are because we want you here. Is that what we feel like billboards for Churches are? Is that what we stand for? I believe today in our society that the marketing people for these companies have it way better than what we've got it. Jesus said, come all. Come everyone. But we want to... Limit the amount of people we talk to because we don't go to certain social events or we don't talk to certain people or, hey, guess what? They've done me wrong in the past, so I'm not going to approach them because it's their fault. I don't want them here because of what they did to me 20 years ago. They're not welcome here. Or because they believe something different, I don't want them in my church. We're not seizing different people as opportunity to spread the Gospel like Jesus told us to. We look at people that are different than us, that have different struggles that we do, and we create a wall. Well, I don't want to go talk to them. They're too good for me, or they're not good enough for me, or or they're tall, or they're shorter, or whatever the excuses that we make are. There are no excuses once you become a child of the king because he said, Go therefore and teach all nations. He didn't say some nations. He didn't say some people. He didn't say males. He didn't say females. He said all nations. That's all people. That's all people that you've got into an argument with. That's all people that don't think the same as you do. That's all people that don't look like you do. That's all people he said take it to everyone because everyone should have a chance to accept me as savior John 14:12 verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Not only have we been authorized to represent the kingdom of God, through the blood of Jesus Christ we have been qualified To represent the kingdom of God. Not for our sakes, but for His sake and for the lost's sake. Jesus Christ qualified us and upon accepting His blood, we're not only commanded to go forth, but we're qualified to go forth as representatives of the kingdom of God. So I'll ask you again, if somebody was making a decision based on your lifestyle, what choice would they make? Would they know what you stand for in clarity that you stand for love, peace, that you stand for a kingdom that is far greater than the edges of this earth. That you stand for something that is miraculous. That you stand for something that is heavenly far beyond reaches of this world. Or would you stand for mediocre? Would you stand for a mundane life where you sit around and don't do a whole lot? Because if you're training somebody not to do a whole lot, guess what they're going to do? Not a whole lot. If somebody's looking at your lifestyle and you're not going out and you're not seizing opportunities that God has given you, how can you expect them to do any more? We are responsible not only for our own children to raise up in the Lord... We're responsible for all nations, all people, all kinds, all races, all different walks of life. And through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, he qualified us. That we're so much greater than what we were before. We talked about it being set free. Has anybody ever fought a specific sin in their life for so long and you finally, finally with prayer and and fasting and you overcome that sin and you feel that weight lifted, amen? There is no greater feeling in the world than being set free from the bondage of sin. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. We talked about this morning, I thought it was funny because uh, one of the guys in Sunday school class this morning mentioned that he's seen a person with a shirt that said something about congratulations, there is no hell. We are a walking billboard. And it was funny because Roger wore a shirt, does what your shirt say? Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. We are a walking billboard. I'm not saying you have to wear clothes that say it, but your lifestyle is a choice and a billboard for the gospel. The decisions you make do have an effect, not only on yourself, but everybody else around you. If somebody was following you, where would you lead them? Where are the places that you would take them? What would their hands touch if they touched everything that you touched? What would their thoughts think if they thought everything that you thought? We are a billboard for the kingdom of God. We are called to go out to all nations. By saying that that person hurt me in the past and I'm not going to talk to them, if somebody was following you, guess what? They wouldn't talk to them either. And If I tell my kids that I'm not going to talk to somebody because I don't like them, guess what my kids are going to do? They're not going to talk to them because Daddy don't like them. If I'm not willing to go every and all place in the name of Christ, I am not fulfilling my duty as a child of the King. But because I chose Christ as Savior and I said yes that day on the day of my salvation, when I said enter my heart, take control of my life, I don't want it anymore. I want you to take it. I said yes that day. There is no question past that because you've already said yes. So when He calls you to do something, to talk to somebody, to go someplace, or to just be quiet, You don't have a choice because your choice was already made. You said yes to Jesus that first day to say yes to Jesus every day after that. Sometimes we want God to be God, but we don't want God to be Lord. What do you mean by that? We believe in God and that God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins and that He was buried and resurrected three days later. And we believe all of that. And we believe that God is God. And we believe in who He is. But we don't want Him to be Lord of our life. We don't want Him to conduct our nature because that's for me to decide. No, God is Lord. God is Lord. It says, do not quench the Spirit. Allow God to be Lord of your life. Allow Him to take control. Allow Him to be controller of your life. Be that billboard. Whether you talk a whole lot, Or you don't talk at all, you're still a billboard because your actions matter, your decisions matter, where you go matters, who you talk to matters. Everything in your life as a child of the king matters because God created you for a purpose and He designed you for kingdom things. We make a difference, one person makes a difference. You kids, when you go to school, every day you make a difference. When you take God into that school with you, you make a difference because you may be taking God to people that don't know them from their homes. You are a billboard. The great thing about being a billboard is you can change what's on it. Like, man, I used to live this life. Well, I'll just tell you about my own life. I used to drink and I used to party and I used to lie and I used to do all of these things. And that's what my billboard said. That's a fun loving guy that likes to have a good time and he's down for about anything. But I accepted Christ and my billboard changed. He wiped it clean and he said, Now you are my father, you are my child. You are an heir to my kingdom because I want you. You have a purpose. You have a calling. And it's to be submissive to me and what I would have for you because that is the best thing for you because I am an all-loving Father that knows what is best for you. Our billboards can change if we allow God to to be Lord of our lives. He will wipe your slate clean. You can get a fresh start. We don't have to serve the things of the past. I talked about sin that controls your life, and you may not know it, but when you have sin in your life, it controls you. I'll talk about Copenhagen, how it controlled my life, and you guys will laugh at me, but it was one of those bonds that was broken that truly was one of the times that I got set free in my life. I chewed Copenhagen for like 15, 17 years. My wife hated it. I didn't want my kids to see me doing it. So at night, when I needed one, needed a fix, I would come up with something to do outside so I could get it. Copenhagen actually pulled me away from my family, away from that time, so that I could serve sin. I'm not saying Copenhagen is sin, but I'm saying it took me away from the things that should matter most in my life, and I was given precedence to that addiction over my family. How bad is that? You may look at me like, that's bad. It absolutely is, but that's what sin does to you. Whenever we allow anything but God to have control of our life, it pulls us away from the things that are going to matter. It's something that you can't shake on your own. It's something that you can't get out from underneath. I battled it and quit a whole bunch of times. And I prayed about it and I struggled with it. And it would pull me away from my family time and time and time again. And it was something that I hated about myself. And I prayed and I prayed for a couple years about it. And finally, I put a dip in my mouth one morning going down the road. And God said, spit it out and you'll never do it again. I had a choice to make right there. He gave me a choice. Spit it out, and you'll never do it again, or you can leave it in. You have a choice to make. I took the dip out of my mouth, threw it out the window, and I haven't chewed in a little over three years. He sets you free from that thanks when you say Yes. When you say, yes, God, I will allow you to be the Lord of my life because I want to be a billboard that means something. I want to put people in the right direction when they're reading what I'm all about. If they're following me, I want to lead them to the foot of the cross. I want to guide them down the right path. I want my life to mean something. At the end times, he says all this stuff is going to get burnt up. Everything here that man has made is going to get burnt up. The only thing that will be left standing were the seeds sowed that come to manifestation. That's souls for Christ. Everything else that we build, the empires that we build, the houses, the cars, everything goes away except for, guess what? My kids' salvation if they choose to accept Christ because I had them in church on Sunday morning. That will stand in eternity because that is a God thing that's not me. But my billboard meant something. My billboard was everlasting. My billboard said things of eternal value. What are we saying to the people around us? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I'll put it like this way, like Forge Gump did. I'm not a smart man. And so I looked up reconcile. I had a gist of it, but its definition is restore friendly relations between. To cause, to coexist in harmony. To make or show things to be compatible. Or to make one consistent with another. That's what God did through Jesus Christ. He made us compatible with Him through His Son's shed blood. Without it, we can't be. We can't be reconciled without the blood of Christ. Because we can't be in a friendly relation with God without having a son. Because we can't coexist in harmony without the love of God. Because we can't be compatible with God because He has no sin and we have sin. But through the shed blood of His Son, we become compatible. We become relatable. So let me read you, now having known what reconcile means. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself. He brought us in. He made us able to coexist with Him. He made us compatible. He made us consistent with Him to Himself by Jesus Christ. Through the shed blood of His Son, He made us all those things. But not to leave out the last part of that sentence and it says, and hath given to us, has given to us the ministry of, of reconciliation. Ministry, by definition, is work or vocation of a religion, which I am not a huge fan of that one, just because I don't like the word religion. Spiritual work or service, that one I like. Spiritual work or service, he has given us the spiritual or work of service of reconciliation. To coexist, to restore friendly relation to. He has given us the ministry as children of the King that we received through Christ Jesus. He gave us that. He gave us a job to do when we accepted Him. He said, Now it is your job to go and reconcile others to me. Give them the knowledge that they need. Explain the wisdom that you now have. Be a billboard for my kingdom. Show them what they need. Verse 19, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, It says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we will pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. An ambassador is an accredited diplomat or an official representative or promoter. We are ambassadors for Christ. The things we do matter. The things we say matter. What we live for matters. What we take a stand for matters. I can tell you this, a billboard shouldn't be a reflection of yourself A billboard shouldn't be you standing in a mirror so that everybody can see you. A billboard should be a reflection of the kingdom. Your billboard should be a reflection of the light that Christ shines through you. A city set on a hill, we're called to be different. Our billboards should say different things. I I went through a whole line of commercials because I wanted to get what advertising was doing. And being in the beer industry for nine years, I went through a lot of marketing and how to sell things. Because you want to appeal to everybody. Christianity doesn't have that rap today. Churches aren't telling everybody is welcome here. We're saying that only some of you are welcome here. That we want some of you to stay on the outside. And you say it by the things you say. And you say it by the things that you do. And you say it by the work that is done outside the walls of the church. If we wipe our billboard clean, the minute we walk out that door and we do our own thing, this church will die it'll die. If we don't tell the next generation about a God that loves them, that wants to call them in, adopted, grafted into a family that shares the same blood, how are they supposed to know? And if I tell them all about God and I tell them about all the good things that God has done for me and all the things that God has broke me free from and then I go around cussing and I steal for people and I cheat and I'm in bars all the time and I'm drinking, my words will fall flat because of my actions. He says, don't just draw close to me with your mouth. Everybody can do that. Everybody can speak lies. Everybody can tell me that they love me. But who's willing to stand for me? I had the awesome opportunity last Friday to judge FBLA districts at West Plains. And it was so cool. I got so lucky. I got to do the job interview contest. And so me and two other adults were standing there and these kids would come in and we would go through a job interview process and they would hand us an application and a resume and we would read it and we would ask questions and then there was a time at the end where they had time to ask questions for us. But I'll tell you who stood out to me and who ended up winning the job interview contest. She said, I want to be a light in this world wherever I am at. She said, I want to just do good wherever I'm at. She's like, I would love to have this job and work. We made up a fictitious company. I would love to work for your company. And I said, well, overall goal, what's your goal in life? She's like, to make every place better than I'm in than it was before I got there. Amen. This is a 16-year-old girl. But she's wanting to live a life that a lot of us only fascinate about living because we get jaded. Our hearts get hardened because we want to separate the good and the bad. That's not our job. Our job is to be a walking billboard for the kingdom. As people and Jesus and his lifestyle, as he would walk the streets, people would call out for him, and people would push him to the side because you're a beggar. Don't be calling on Jesus. Jesus would walk over to him and he would call them out and he would say, Yes, approach me. Yes, I'm coming to you because you matter. Blind Bartimaeus comes to mind. There's several sick people that sought after Jesus that the masses was trying to keep them pushed away because they weren't worthy. Of Jesus, And Jesus said, come all. All are worthy. God created everybody. You're never going to look into the eyes of anything that God didn't create. God created everything. You're, the most hated person in your life, God created them. And they deserve a chance to have everlasting life. Because if we go on that basis, I never deserved a chance at everlasting life because the life I lived was not a godly one. It was actually exactly the opposite. It was self-absorbed and I was doing everything for my own purpose and my own good. But God said, not this one. He put a calling on my heart. And when I accepted Christ Jesus, He changed me. He said, you are made New. What you did in the past, it doesn't matter because we're going to work past that. I'm greater than your past, and I'm bigger than your future. You fall in line with me, you'll have everything that you ever need. You seek me first, I'll take care of you. Ambassadors for Christ. Is your life worth living? God thinks it is. That's why you're here. A lot of people ask the question, I don't understand why God hasn't come back and just wiped out this whole mess that we've got going on down here because it's a mess. Because He wishes none to perish. He's given everybody the most chances that they can to accept and walk a lifestyle with Him. But how many people are we trying to reach? If you only get together with your church buddies... And you talk to nobody else, we're not hitting it, guys. We're not getting there. We're not trying to be ambassadors for Christ because the person you're talking to already knows. It's great that we come here on Sunday and that we can learn more and we can draw closer together, but read the, read the signs over the doors. It says, You are now entering your mission field. Take it to the streets. That's what Jesus did. If you want to be a Christ follower, it isn't restrained by a building. It isn't restrained by a religion. It isn't restrained by traditions that man sets up. It is so much bigger than anything that we can realize that is going on. He's not only called us to go out, but He's equipped us to go out and some of us are just sitting there. He said, I've called you to do something. I've given you everything that you need. I've told you that it will reap rewards, not only in this life, but in the next. I've told you how great it's going to be and all the things that you can do. Jesus said, not only can you do everything that I did, but you can do more because I'm going to the Father. And we want to sit around and complain about how the world needs to change and and this political figure and that political figure. Get out and change the world. Change the world. Change starts in here, in your own home. How can you make a difference? Be a walking billboard for the kingdom of God. Because your actions and words make a difference. And not forget... That everyone, everyone deserves an opportunity to see Jesus Christ. I may not be for everybody, but Jesus is. My approach may not be for everybody. I'm not made to go speak to everybody. Not everybody feels the things that I have to say. But through the body of Christ, through everybody's strength that's setting here, that is a child of the King, everybody in this world can be reached. Everybody in this world can be reached. I'm going to leave you with this. Proverbs 11.11. I want you to think about this. Proverbs 11.11 says, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. But, it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. The city is exalted by the upright. Is your city, is your dominion, the things that you have control over, is it it being uplifted because you are living upright? Or are you allowing the wicked to come in and overthrow it? It's time for Christians to stand up and say something. Stand up and mean something besides just drawing closer to God with their mouth service. He doesn't need our lip service. He says, I don't want it. I want your heart. I want everything that you have. I want you to seek me 100%. He wants us all. He's a God that created us. He wants us to come home. Some of us, some of us get lost along the ways. And I don't know about anybody else, but there's people around me in my life that has had an effect on me. I've got many mentors that have helped me do this. I need all the help I can get because I'm not worthy of this calling. But through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, He equipped me To do this. What has he equipped you to do? It's not a matter of if he's going to. Equip you for something. It's a matter of figuring out. What your tools are that he has already equipped you with. Because when you said yes to Christ. You said yes. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Yes I want you to take control. He gave you. Life everlasting. He gave you tools. He gave you equipment. Now, if you want to leave them in your locker and never take them out and never make an effectual difference, that is up to you. But I can assure you that you are directly disobeying God because He commands us to go out. It's not hard, guys. I don't know what the things to say. Guess what? God will equip you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you have a testimony. It's amazing, amazing. We hear it all the time about testimonies and how they make a difference and how people come to God through testimonies because they are sharing parts of their life that God has effectually put in theirs for a tool. Some of us go through harder trials than others. We just do. But it's up to us whether we want to use those things to promote the kingdom of God. We've got to think about what our billboard says. We've got to think about our own lives and what we stand for. And if somebody was following me, where would I lead them? What would their hands touch? Where would their feet walk? What would their minds think? As we draw closer and closer and closer to God and our relationship gets better and better, so does life. Life gets better. The closer you are to Him, the farther you are away from darkness. Because He is light. It's amazing life, God. We have so many opportunities in this life to do so many great things. Who all has witnessed somebody accepting Christ? It's a moment you'll never forget, right? Those are things that are so cool to watch somebody accept Christ. I watched it in a movie the other night and I started crying. I was like, wow, I never used to be like that. Watching somebody accept eternal life is one of the most powering things that you can ever do. If you never say anything, you're never going to see it. It's an amazing opportunity that God gives us full control over. He's like, I'll give you these tools. Do you want to use them? The choice is back on us. God gives us free will, He gives us the choice. What are you going to do with it? What's your billboard going to say? you would please stand with you this morning every day is an opportunity if our billboard hasn't been saying the things that we wanted to say if we haven't been leading in a way that god would have us lead or we're ashamed of where people would go if they follow us today is a new day and jesus today can step in and wipe your billboard and make it say what he wants us to say but we've got to say yes Yes, God, come in, wipe my billboard, make my billboard bigger. God, make my billboard smaller. God, make my billboard what you want it to be. Because if it isn't what you want it to be, then it isn't what I want it to be. God, my best life is what you would have for me. I want my billboard to say whatever you want it to say. Because I know whatever it says is going to make a difference. If somebody is following me without me knowing it, I want to lead them to good places, God. I want to lead them back to You. If somebody is watching how I walk, does it point towards You, God? If not, I want it to, please. I've not been a pastor very long and I've not been preaching very long. But one of the desires that God puts on my heart Every day of my life is to get people excited about the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you today, today there is more opportunity out there than you could ever imagine. Who ever thought just by walking around a city fortified by walls without ever even touching it, they would fall down? Whoever thought that when we are being chased by the enemy and we come up against the Red Sea, insurmountable odds that God would part it and not only would we walk through it, but we would walk through it on dry land. We're setting our sights Too low. We're not desiring heavenly things in our life so we're not seeing heavenly things in our life. We're not wanting to show people heavenly things so we can't show people heavenly things. We have to stop desiring the things of this world and start desiring godly things. Anything that I do for me is going to be temporal. There's a lot of good things that feel good for just a little bit. There's not a lot of things that we can do that are eternal. But the thing that we can do that is eternal is accept Jesus Christ as Savior. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. Contrary to that guy's shirt... There is another option, but you're not going to like it. But if you don't make the choice for Christ, the choice has been made. We're going to open up the altars, guys. Today is a blank slate day. Today you can come to the altar. You can fall back at the foot of Christ. You can have your slate.